0: Well, hello, everybody out there, and welcome back to the ICS Pulse podcast, sponsored by Skynet. Thanks so much for being with us. I'm Gary Cohen. And I am Tyler Wall. We are happy to have you guys back with us, excited for another wonderful podcast. Uh, Great guest today, Xavier Misrobian, who's the vice president of sales and marketing at Skynet Cloud Systems. Uh, We are going to have a talk about Uh, something that has been causing some consternation out in the world since, well, at least since March, which is the, uh, the Microsoft decom hardening patch.
1: Yeah, we've got, you know, we've, we've talked about this topic a little bit, um, before on the site. So it was great to actually sit down with someone and, you know, actually talk to them about it rather than just edit their words on a piece of paper, Uh, piece of paper. We don't do that. Um, word document, word documents, all the same, but before we get into that, I do have a question for you. The question of the day. Um, or of the, of the week rather, what is your most anticipated movie going into 2024?
0: (laughs) Um, man, uh, none of them. I can't even think of what movies are coming out in 2024. You got to give me a couple options and I'll, I'll throw one at you. But yeah, I used to be like really on top of movies when they were coming out. Yeah. But now I really have totally ignored that. And is Dead Reckoning Part 2 still coming out next year? I feel like it must be. I mean, yeah, I I'll is. I'll definitely go see that. They
1: are renaming uh, it, by the way. It's not going to be called Part 2. It's going to be an entirely new name. So.
0: Oh, exciting. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I always like to see shirtless Tom Cruise running. It's fun, mm-hmm. even though he's like 65 or whatever he mm-hmm. is at this point. Uh, yeah, that's a terrible answer to your question. I have like no movies that I'm really that excited about next year. Although I'm sure if I looked at a list of them, I could find you several that I'd be excited
1: about. Oh yeah. Well, I can tell you mine. I was kind of a leading question because I just wanted to tell mine. Oh, well then go Um, go for it.
0: You don't need me at all.
1: (laughs) My most anticipated movie is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2. It comes out on February 14. Uh, It is of course the follow up to the prestigious Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 1. The The second one's going to have Tigger, though, so because Tigger becomes public domain, I think, on January 1st, so he can now be added into the movies. Their budget has gone up 10 times since this last movie, and that's a true fact. Um, So I think their budget this time around is a million bucks versus $100,000. So, you know, they're really up in the ante this time around, and I think it's going to be the best hour in 25 minutes of my life.
0: I, uh, yeah, I, I missed that first one, so I, I am not waiting for the second one, but I'm sure, uh, Tigger will be a vicious killing machine.
1: <laughs>
0: I can promise you that much. <laughs> Just like he was intended to be. Yes, um, yes, indeed. so, uh, like I said, we got a, we got a good one today. Um. This let, let's talk for just a second about this decom hardening patch where we bring Xavier in. Well, we had an article on the site on ICS Pulse. Uh, I mean, it's probably dates back to, in fact, I can look December of 2022, where we were warning people about this patch hitting on March 14, 2023. Um, because you know, it, it's after that it became impossible to disable a critical decom hardening patch. Which could trigger equipment shutdowns, lead to uh revenue disruptions, all sorts of things. So, um, and, and this has been, I think, a question for people. Is do we need to implement this? Why is it released? Uh, all, all sorts of things. Does it only relate to OPCDA? Um, so Xavier was able to to go into some depth about uh what this means for you and 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 why you should or should not be worried about it. And frankly, you probably should be worried about it.
1: You should be and um not to spoil too much of our conversation. It's uh causing some some bit of an issue for uh, different system integrators out there too just because you know, with the addition of the decom patch, you can't add decom without the highest security profile. And so it's just it's become a nightmare for system integrators around the space. So make sure you're, you listen to the whole thing because it was a great conversation with him about DCOM and he really delves into, into what it means, what it means for you. And now a word from our sponsor, Skynet. Don't even talk to me about DCOM configuration.
0: What a nightmare. And the new Microsoft patch makes it even worse. Never fear, Tyler, because there is a solution. The DataHub DA Tunneler lets you network OPCDA securely without DCOM. From Skynet, secure industrial IoT, redefined. Now back to the podcast. Uh, We're going to bring in, like I said earlier, our guest, Xavier Mizrobian. He is the vice president of sales and marketing at Skynet Cloud Systems. I really appreciate him coming on with us. Let's bring in Xavier. Hello, Xavier. Thanks so much for being with us today.
2: Thank you, uh, Gary. Pleasure to be on the podcast.
0: Yeah, we're we're excited to talk to you, especially today, where we will be talking to you about something that's been causing some consternation in the world, uh, the Microsoft DCOM hardening patch. Uh, To to, to dive right into it here, I mean, many systems engineers are, are facing this DCOM hardening patch now, which was released in March of this year. Can you tell us a little bit about it, what it's supposed to be doing, and then really Does a client need to implement this patch? Because obviously it does have some ramifications on their system.
2: Yeah, well, that's a really good question. You know, um, Microsoft's been working on hardening DCOM right from the inception of when they rolled out DCOM. And so uh, they've been fully aware that there's a security risk profile on DCOM. And so uh, over the course of the last... I'm going to say 18 years, they've been trying to harden DCOM to limit or to limit the number of attacks, if you will. Um, you know, for for systems integrators, um, really, you know, most people didn't really concern themselves with DCOM. They would, you know, they would implement the lowest level of security because it was the easiest way to connect industrial systems. But, The fact is, is that this DECOM patch has now made it virtually impossible to connect to DECOM without implementing the highest security risk profile. And so, yeah, it's a big concern. It is a big concern for integrators. Uh, They are having to go back to old systems, um, implement the DECOM patch, and do they have to? Um, You know, that's a big question of, you know, what is the customer willing to accept in terms of their security profile, their risk profile. If they keep their plants completely isolated from the outside world and they turn off all their VPNs and they say, we're a hardened island and no one's ever gonna get in, yeah, you don't need to do anything. You could just stay with what you got. But really, that's not the world today. And we know that because if we look at all of the industrial cyber attacks that have taken place, Um, You know, what is the last the last number I got was thirty nine percent of companies have been attacked or were part of an attack. Well, there's still sixty one percent of the companies out there waiting to be attacked. So, uh, you know, recommendation, you need to harden your systems like it or not. And um, that decomp patch is going to cause you some fear, but
0: you got to deal with it. It was 61% waiting to be attacked or have already been attacked and just don't know it yet. Right. Exactly. So do you know
1: why this was released? And could you walk us through that uh, that whole process and reasoning?
2: Well, Microsoft released it. They actually released three um, separate patches and they did it in stages. Um, You know, the first stage was, hey, look, we're hardening and this is what you got to do. The second one is, hey, we're hardening and your options are restricted. And the third one was, hey, we're hardening and you don't have a choice. And so they did it primarily because, um, you know, the main reason is they discovered a vulnerability that a potential attacker can bypass server security to attack an organization's network devices. And bypassing security is, you know, it's something you just don't wanna see. And so having a, you know, forcing a higher level authentication on DCOM restricts or limits that attack profile.
0: Got it. Uh, does, does this DCOM hardening patch just relate to OPCDA only or or is no? it wider than that?
2: It, it's much wider than that. It's a, There's a lot of applications that use DCOM. Um, and um, it just so happens that in our industry, um, the reason it's become so, you know, so talkative or so much in the in the news is because of OPCDA, and you know, if you go back through the history of OPCDA, which was released in 1996. Um, you know, it relies on decom, and so the field, really, that we, it worries about is predominantly is OPCDA.
1: So, do you have any advice you can share based on your customer experiences? <laughs>
2: um, yeah. So, you know. We have what twenty over twenty seven thousand implementations worldwide, and we run into a lot of customers who have decom issues. And so, the implementing the patches, there are some ways that you know, if you're dealing with decom, um, you know, y- you have a couple of things you can do. Um, one, you can connect, uh, or you can connect to uh, with decom hardening. You can connect to a local server, and tick. Typically that doesn't create a problem. So from that perspective, one of the implementation processes is to use what's called a tunneler. Uh, so Data Hub has a tunneler that eliminates the DCOM issues and allows you to move that data like you did before. Um, the other option is to convert the OPC DA to UA. So it's using a UA converter. Um, again, it's connected by a local host, but as opposed to using DA networking or DCOM networking, you're using TCP. That's an also a valid solution that works, um, but at the end of the day, you have to—you need a solution. If your DA server cannot implement high security, then you have to come up with a backup.
0: So uh, there was a lot of fear, I think, in the, uh, the manufacturing community and the cybersecurity community, honestly, about like what happens if we don't install this patch? What if we don't do anything about it? What is your worst case scenario if somebody just says, "I'm going to ignore it, pretend like this didn't exist"?
2: Well, if you ignore it and pretend that it doesn't exist, um, you're making it much easier for an adversary to take control of your control systems. It's that simple. Um, if you can inject, you know, if you can, if you can inject um, into the data stream, you can shut down a plant. Uh, you can. You know, you you can do disruptive damage. Now, understand that the average average adversary is not interested in turning a plant into a bomb. They're more interested in locking down the systems. Um, Having the patch makes it much more difficult for them to attack your plant. Um, Remember, 90% of all hacks in industrial automation take place in IT first, then they move to OT. And so you really want to restrict that attack surface in OT should they ever get in there.
1: So what is the least disruptive solution to address the decom patch?
2: Well, the least destructive solution would be to run a tunneler, so like a data hub tunneler between the connections. Um, that way you maintain the data space, you maintain the data model as you're moving the data between the servers, um, you're doing a local connection. You're not having to deal with the hardening of the decom issues. That's the least disruptive. Um, second to that would be to do OPC DA to UA conversion. Um, there, you're going to have to do some reconfiguration in your system so that it's a little bit longer or harder to do. Um, but I would go with a tunnel. That would be my best bet.
0: That makes sense. Xavier, thank you so much for coming on, talking a little bit about the DCOM Harding patch. Like I said, there was, especially uh, leading up to March, there were a lot of people worried about it this year. So thank, thank you for shedding a little bit of light on this topic.
2: Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Tyler.
1: And there it is. One fantastic conversation with Xavier. You know, he had a lot of great things to say about the decom patch. Uh, and like I said earlier, before we even jumped into it, it really is a problem for those integrators and, you know, trying to help them, just just trying to get them to, well, in a sense that it makes their jobs harder, I should say. I was about to say it makes their jobs easier. It doesn't really, it, it makes, it's a, it's a problem for them. So, you know, I think he had a lot of great things to say about that and just be DCOM in general.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, it's what he said in the podcast, which is obviously, you know, this is disruptive. Do you need to install it? If you were on an island and none of your systems were accessible by the Internet, nobody could get in or or out, then you probably don't need to install it. But that's just not how things work today. Um, You know, everything is going cloud based. Everything's connected. IT and OT are, if not converged, they are well on their way to convergence. So, uh, yeah, you should probably install this thing. But uh, good information for him. I'm happy to have him on here talking about it. Mm-hmm.
1: And if you're looking to install more great information, just like this, just like that, decom patch, you can look at the rest of our site, icspulse.com. It is spelled as it sounds. Or if you prefer the longhand version, industrialcybersecuritypulse.com. For you know more great content just like this, we have great videos on there covering different sectors of the industrial industry you know from facilities to critical infrastructure uh and of course this where this podcast lives uh you should always go ahead and scroll on down to listen to the one right before this and then keep going down we got plenty of great content on there we covered cybersecurity awareness month so we got a lot of content too from that you should go back and listen to on how to do your job better with our various different great guests
0: And make sure you're listening to these podcasts just to hear more of Tyler's brilliant and seamless segues that are not forced at all. (laughs) They get better every time with age. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time or well, we won't see you next time. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for being here with us.
1: And thanks again for Skynet for sponsoring this podcast.